Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Christina Stathopoulos, and I will be your host today. I am dedicated to the world of data, currently an analytical lead for Waze at Google, an adjunct professor of analytics at IE Business School and ISD, and an active public speaker in the space. We are joined by Elliot Schmuckler, CEO and co-founder at Anomalo. This is episode two of a three-part series, and last time I was joined by Elliot's fellow co-founder, Jeremy Stanley, to discuss why data quality monitoring is essential. Today, we'll be continuing the conversation to cover beginning your data quality journey. Welcome, Elliot. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Christina. Of course, it's great to have you here. And I'm personally looking forward to round two with Anomalo, so it's great to have you. Um, Could you start by introducing yourself? So tell us a little bit about who you are. And also, for those that might not have tuned in to our first episode, can you tell us what you and your team do at Anomalo? Absolutely. So I am Elliot Schmuckler, co-founder and CEO of Anomalo. And I'm a longtime product and growth leader in Silicon Valley. So I work for some great Silicon Valley companies like Instacart, Wellfront, LinkedIn, um, and have been a heavy user of data to improve my products uh, and make sure my companies were successful. In terms of Anomalo, we are a data quality monitoring company, and we help data teams and teams that care about data detect issues with their data, understand the root cause of those issues, and hopefully resolve them before anyone else notices. Perfect. So thanks for the intro, Elliot. It sounds like you come from a very extensive background in the field. Um, in the in the last episode, your co-founder and I, Jeremy, we discussed the ins and outs of data quality monitoring. So what it is, why it's important, and also typical approaches. Can you give us a quick recap summarizing what data quality monitoring is and why it's so important today? Absolutely. So as Many of your listeners probably know today, companies and teams all over the world are trying to use data and are trying to be more data-driven and use data for everything from monitoring their products and services, their businesses, to introducing technologies like machine learning and AI technologies to improve how they're doing. And the truth is, when you start to use data, and you start to collect data, ingest it, analyze it, feed it to machine learning models, and so forth, the quality of that data is actually critical. The results that you get are only as good as the quality of the data that you actually put into the system, the quality of the data that you actually use. And so data quality monitoring is a set of tools and processes for actually monitoring the quality of your data and making sure that the data that you're using is the data that you want to use. It doesn't have unusual anomalies. It's consistent with your expectations. It's there. It's complete. It's available on time. And that's what Anomalo empowers teams to do, to really monitor the data that they're using and make sure it's available, it's complete, it's consistent, doesn't have any anomalies, 
and it's therefore of high quality and ready for the various use cases. And Anomalo actually uses machine learning to do a lot of this, which is in contrast to a lot of other data quality systems that might be more rules-based and manual. Got it. And we covered a lot of this in the first episode. So any of our listeners, if you haven't tuned into that one yet, make sure you go back if you want to hear a little bit more detail about about all of this. Um, and just to highlight, so data quality monitoring is is absolutely essential because the results of your your data models, your machine learning, the results are only as good as the data itself. And as we often say in data science, garbage in, garbage out. So it's incredibly important. Now, I want to take the conversation, twist it a little bit right now, and take it to a personal level, level because I'm curious, how did you get into this space? What, what brought you here, Elliot, and what drives you to be so passionate about data quality? Absolutely, Christina. So I got into this space because data quality is a problem I experienced directly um, in my work. And I have, I have many stories of things going wrong because of poor quality data, but I'll, I'll give you just a few that really inspired uh, Anomalo in the creation uh, of our product. You know, back when I was at Wellfront, um, which is a pretty well-known Silicon Valley company in the, in the financial space, I actually delivered the wrong forecast to our board of directors because the data, the underlying data was wrong. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It's absolutely horrible. And it took a lot of digging for me to figure out uh, that the data was wrong after the fact, when, of course, my forecast did not materialize. I was wrong because I was using the wrong data. And we realized that we had pretty poor data quality uh, and we had to put in a system, uh, you know, a rules-based sort of more manual system to uh, make sure it didn't happen again, to make sure we never made that mistake again and we could always forecast the business accurately. So that's one story. More recently, um, myself and, and also my co-founder, Jeremy, who was, who was the, here for the first episode, were both at Instacart. And many of your listeners probably know that Instacart is a very well-known grocery delivery company in Silicon Valley, amazing company with an amazing team. But we had data quality issues too and, and had huge impacts on the business because of data quality issues. I'll, I'll tell one story you know, from the Instacart days. I remember coming in, this pre-pandemic, so everyone was in the office. I remember coming in to the office one day and my entire team was running around like crazy. And I asked, well, what, what's going on? And they said, Elliot, orders from Costco you know, who were, was a big retailer on the Instacart platform, but probably still is today. Orders from Costco are down 50% today. And obviously that's a huge deal. That means there's less revenue coming in to Instacart because fewer orders are being placed. There's less revenue for Costco because they're not getting those orders uh, for their groceries to be delivered. There's less income for Instacart shoppers, that some of whom are, you know, waiting by the Costco stores for deliveries and orders that may never come. And so, you know, the whole team is running around. We're trying to fight this fire. We're trying to figure out what's happening. We're checking everything. Do we break the site? Do we check in some bad code? Do we break the search experience? 
turns out it was just a data quality issue. And so the way Instacart works is it takes in these inventory feeds from the grocery partners like Costco, feeds that say, here's what's available for delivery. Here's what's available in our store. And through some unknown issue, uh, Costco sent us an inventory feed that was missing everything from the meat department. So there was no chicken, no beef, no hot dogs uh, in their inventory feed. And and we did what we always did uh, is we when we didn't see something in the inventory feed, we took it off our site. It wasn't available for delivery. So a great natural experiment. What happens to uh, grocery store orders when you remove all the meats? Turns out they go down by 50%. And so that's, you know... Uh, huge business impact from a data quality issue that if we had any kind of data quality monitoring like the kind that Anomalo provides, we would have noticed right away and we would have you know chosen to ignore that inventory feed or to correct in some way you know make sure we still got all those orders. So this is really what's in, what's inspired us um, to start Anomalo and, and build the product uh, because for Jeremy and myself, this was the kind of product that we wished we had in these situations. Yeah, I was going to add that as a data professional, I can so relate to the stories that you're telling. And I think many people working close to data will understand. Um, you would not have to tell me twice the importance of, of data quality. It's obviously um, essential for any company trying to depend on their data, especially to make decisions and, and like your examples, depending on data to drive the business forward. Um, but so it's clear, it's clear from what you've just said, even my past conversation with, with Jeremy, just how essential data quality monitoring is. It's a must for any organization wanting to have high quality, reliable data. But I wonder, when is the right time to introduce the solution? When should people be thinking about this? Yeah, great question, Christina. And uh, you know, having seen many, many data teams and many different companies, I like to think uh, of a kind of data hierarchy of needs that teams have as they start out on their journey of uh, using data and becoming more data-driven. So first and foremost, you need to collect and ingest and store data, right? That's the first thing you need to do. And before you're collecting, ingesting, and storing data, well, you don't need a data quality monitoring solution because you don't have data. Then what you really need to do once you're collecting, ingesting, and storing data is you need to make sure that your data is centrally accessible and queryable. And this is where modern cloud data warehouse platforms like a Snowflake or Databricks come in. They take whatever data you've ingested, data that you've stored, data that you've collected, and make sure that anyone in the organization who wants to use that data can actually query it, can actually get insights out of it. What you typically notice at this stage is that your data is there, it's accessible, but it's still in its raw form, right? It's still in a form that's actually quite hard to use. So most teams move to the next step, which are is the process of building pipelines that will transform this raw data into something that's more usable. You might clean up the data, you might pre-aggregate it, you might join 
some data sources that are uh, normally apart in the raw data because they're often used together. You might create some views on top of your data that highlight certain use cases in certain situations. And then once you've built these pipelines, you know, all the other tools really start to become available to you. You can visualize the data using BI solutions like a Tableau or a Looker. You can start feeding some of the data out of the pipelines to machine learning models or use it to train machine learning models. So it's really at this pipeline stage, when you're starting to build your pipelines that transform and clean data or uh, starting to build on top of those pipelines with the other solutions, that you need to start thinking about data quality and you need to start thinking about data quality monitoring. You know, what's monitoring whether your pipeline is working correctly? What's monitoring whether your clean data, uh, your transformed pre-aggregate data is actually available to your BI solution or to your users at the right time, right? What's making sure that when you feed this data to uh, a system like Tableau or Looker that visualizes it, that it's actually going to make sense, that it's not going to have some crazy anomalies or movements in those metrics that you're visualizing. So it's really at this stage when you're starting to think about transforming raw data into clean data and making that clean data, that pre-aggregate data available to a broad section of users throughout the, your organization where data quality monitoring becomes important. And that's when you should start thinking about it. Okay. So to summarize a little bit, you were talking about this data hierarchy of needs, and you explained that that first step is collecting, ingesting, storing the data. Second step, making sure the data is centrally accessible and queryable. Then the third step, where data quality monitoring should begin is when you start to build those pipelines that transform raw data to more usable process data. Did I get all that right? You got all that right, Christina. Perfect. 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 And I would like to know then, so we're talking, talking about which step, at which point do you need to implement these data quality solutions, but who within the organization is involved in data quality monitoring? Like which data professionals or teams should be included and what is their role exactly? Yeah, so it, it's actually a surprisingly broad collection of folks that are involved in data quality monitoring. When most folks today think of data quality, they think of data engineers, right? These are the, the folks within an organization that are actually building these pipelines that we were talking about pipelines that process and transform raw data into usable data. And data engineers should, of course, be involved in data quality monitoring because we're in some ways monitoring the effectiveness uh, of these pipelines. But the truth is, data engineers are often experts in building these pipelines, but are not experts in the data itself. Right. If you're running some transactional data through your pipeline, well, a data engineer might know exactly how that pipeline flows, but may not know what the fields uh, of a particular transaction actually mean. And so you have to bring in folks that are actually experts in the contents of the data itself. And these to be tend to be folks like data scientists or data analysts 
throughout the organization. Sometimes even product managers or other business users um, that care about the contents of this data, because that's another piece of data quality monitoring, uh, which is not just making sure the data arrives and the data flows through the pipeline, but making sure that the actual contents of the data, the values of the fields, the distribution of the metrics is actually what you would want and what you expect. And so we believe that almost anyone that uses data and cares about data should be a user of a data quality monitoring platform. Uh, because even if they're not a data engineer, they can provide their expertise and business context on what the data means in order to make sure it's properly monitored and to triage and understand any issues that come up. Got it. So a broad group of professionals, anyone who's working with and cares about the data should be involved. It doesn't need to be limited to just the data engineering team, because often the data engineers don't have the context, the full context of the data. And fun fact, I can confirm that. I was um, I was a data engineer before, and my main job was data quality, but I didn't have a lot of context of what the data was being used for exactly. So you've been highlighting the point that data scientists, data analysts, product managers, and so on, everyone can and should be involved to ensure that we're really achieving the type of quality that we can. Um, so for our, our last question, I wanted to have a bit of a discussion more on what can go wrong. Sometimes I feel like companies are forced into finding this data quality solution out of necessity when they've already let data quality problems build up. So what happens if a company waits too long to introduce a data quality monitoring solution? And then related to that question, if I don't have this set up, what are some of the common issues that I may face? Yeah, great questions, Christina. And you're absolutely right. Well, what we see out there in the marketplace is a lot of folks don't realize that they need a data quality monitoring solution and really only reach out to us at Anomalo when, when it's gotten pretty bad, right? When they have issues coming in all the time, uh, when they're really feeling like they need help. And so here's, here's what happens, and a few different things happen. The first thing that really happens if you don't have data quality monitoring is your team, your data team, essentially become firefighters where you're fighting issues with your data all the time. Folks are emailing you, telling you that the dashboards look wrong, that the reports are stale, that the data they want is not available, you know, that the machine learning model is doing crazy things and making unusual recommendations. And you, you, and so you end up in this constant firefighting reactive state where you're trying to fix data issues all the time that are reported by, by folks outside your team, by the end users of the data. And so this is a real issue. And when I was at Instacart uh, with Jeremy, a lot of the data scientists that we worked with would spend 50% of their time just firefighting, just reacting to issues uh, with data. And that meant they only had half the time to actually generate new insights or build new models or advance our understanding of what's in the data and how to use it. 
And that's terrible. It's, it's a bad use of everyone's time, of course. And uh, it's really disheartening to uh, you know, log in every morning and fight the next fire rather than doing the work that you want to do. And so what's great about data quality monitoring solutions, and, and we try to do this with Anomalo, is we want to give that control back. So we want to take folks that are now in reactive mode uh, vis-a-vis these issues and allow you to take that control back, allow you to spot these issues before your end users do and remediate these issues quickly uh, before anyone notices and before there's any impact. And so you may still have to fix issues from time to time, but it's in a different context. You can be more proactive about fixing the issues that are spotted rather than running around fighting fires. And we do this, by the way, a couple of different ways that I wanted to highlight for your listeners. One of the things that a platform like Anomalo does is we don't just alert you to an issue. We very much want to make sure that you, of course, get the alert first, right? We alert you quickly, but also that we do as much work as possible to help you investigate this issue and hopefully resolve it very quickly. And so one of the fun things we do that our customers and and our users really love is we actually have an automated root cause analysis feature where not only do we send you an alert about an issue in your data, but we also try to do some investigation for you, try to help you understand, well, where did this bad data come from? Is there something similar about the records that we flagged that are of low quality? Did they come from the same geography or the same partner or the same tracking event uh, or from the same uh, you know, uh, source table? All of those things we can figure out for you automatically. And now we've given you the, the first, we've done the first few steps of investigation so that you're that much closer to the root cause. And you can immediately, you know, call that partner or contact the team that manages that source table or, or you know, contact the team that uh, works on a particular tracking event, whatever it is that you need to do to remediate this issue. So that's, that's the first thing that happens, um, you know, if you don't put a data quality monitoring solution in is you, you end up in firefighting mode. The second thing that happens is that you actually make bad decisions uh, or you have bad business outcomes because you don't realize that you have poor quality data. Uh, I'll give you a few examples of ones that I've seen. Back at Instacart, we actually had a situation where we, we had a bug in collecting and ingesting data on one of our mobile apps. And we didn't realize that we weren't tracking a key piece of data until six months later when we actually needed to use it. And the end result of this was that we actually lost data for six months because no one noticed when it disappeared. There was no, nothing monitoring that situation. And we really only uncovered it uh, later. And so data loss is a real issue that might come up if you don't have data quality monitoring. We talked before about other types of business impacts, like losing sales, 
because you're using the wrong inventory data. I have another story from my Instacart days where a particular team, without their knowledge, was using data that was six months old. And they just didn't know, and nothing was monitoring that data. Nothing was telling them that that data was stale. And so they were making bad decisions for the business. They were launching things that they shouldn't have been launching, and they were focused on the wrong things because their data was stale. And then finally, if you're using machine learning recommendations and you're feeding them bad data or data that they weren't trained on and you really don't know, then they're going to give you erratic recommendations and recommendations that are often wrong. Uh, Jeremy tells a story in, in one of his earlier jobs about a data pipeline that was feeding machine learning recommendations and accidentally reversed the sign of one of the data elements. So effectively multiplied, you know, a key score in the machine learning inputs by negative one. And it actually resulted in the machine learning model doing the exact opposite of what it was supposed to do rather than serving the best recommendations for a given user, you know, of things to buy or things to click on. It ended up serving the, the absolute worst recommendations for a given user. And because it wasn't monitored, right, that caused losses and sales and click-throughs and all those kinds of things. So, so these are the issues that, that really come up if you don't have data quality monitoring. You know, if you don't put that system in, you're going to be fighting fires with your data. Your data end users and other folks throughout the organization will lose confidence in your data team and in the quality of your data. And then quite often you will have unfortunate business impact as well. Okay. I can, I have to highlight now, I can tell how much, um, inspiration you've gotten from your past experience in this. You've given so many different examples from Instacart, from from other um, previous employers as well, and it sounds like Jeremy too. So I can tell just how much this solution comes from the fact that you experienced these problems before, which makes you so, so prepared to solve for them, which is great. Um, and then I just wanted to summarize a little bit. So as you've been discussing the what can what can go wrong? What happens if you wait too long? And I love how you said the first problem was firefighting. I can resonate with that part of the conversation so much. Um, and it sounds like you want to help data teams get control back by moving from reactive to proactive. And then you also talked about um, how uh, waiting too late for this, not having the right data quality can lead to making bad business decisions through data loss, um, through through losing sales due to inventory not being updated and so on. And then the last thing, one of the last things that you were talking about was um, even the case of if you have machine learning models in production, they might even give erratic recommendations and directly affect things that are going on on your website or through sales and so on. So great, um, great explanations, great summaries. Um, and I do have to thank you, Elliot. This was, for me, an incredibly insightful information. Um, and I'm sure that our listeners are going to feel the same way. I've learned a lot today. Um, so thank you for diving into data quality monitoring with me. And also thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in. Remember that if you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to anomalo.com. 
We're going to be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. So until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com. <laughs>